I have been listening to Audible for years. It just started with a free trial and my favorite Ellen Hildebrand book. And then once I realized how much I could accomplish in a day, like cooking for the kids, cleaning, organizing the house, you name it, um, while being entertained, I was hooked. It has all of my favorite fiction books, but it also has our favorite books on natural birth like Mindful Hypnobirthing, Birth Without Fear, Birthing From Within, Natural Childbirth, The Bradley Way, just to name a few. If you use my link, you can get 30 days free of Audible. Just go to audibletrial.com slash birthnaturally. And I suggest starting with Ina May's Guide to Childbirth if you haven't already, because that is a listener favorite. So once again, just go to audibletrial.com slash birthnaturally for 30 days free. Welcome to Birth Naturally. I'm Kate and I'm sharing conversations and positive stories about med-free birth with you all. Whether you are a seasoned mom, new mom, pregnant with your first, or trying to conceive, I hope these stories will give you some encouragement. Hello everyone. Welcome back to another episode. Today I chat with Paige. Paige is talking to us about her first birth, which didn't quite go as planned. It was one of those births where she was talked into an induction and yeah, it, and she ended up with an epidural and hemorrhage. It just, it didn't, it wasn't ideal, but she did learn a lot from that birth and it really helped her to learn what she wanted from her second birth. And yeah, she tells us all about her second birth, which ended up going really smoothly and just was exactly what she needed and yeah and she really really loved her doula and she thinks that if you want a natural birth you should also get a doula because she her doula played such a big part in getting the birth that she wanted um so she's a big advocate for doulas so that's awesome um yeah so I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode and yeah, I'm, I'm trying something new on Instagram. So if you want to send in like a written birth story, send it to birthnaturallypodcast at gmail.com. And don't forget to follow along on Instagram if you aren't on already at birthnaturally. And hope you enjoyed today's episode. Welcome, Paige. Thanks so much for coming on the podcast. Hey, thanks for having me. Yeah. Why don't you start by telling us a little about you and your family? Yeah. So um, I'm Paige and I'm married to my husband, Jacob. We are high school sweethearts, but we've been married for six years now, but together since 2010. Um, We have two kids, Haven, who is three and a half, and then Miles, who will turn to next month in October. And we live in Greensboro, North Carolina. Oh, nice. So what, what, you know, when did you decide that it was time that to start your family? Um, we, I'm a type A personality. So when we got married, we were like, let's give it two years and then start trying. And we kind of just stuck to the plan. (laughs) (laughs) After two years, we started trying, um, with Haven. I think we got pregnant on like the first or second time we tried. Mm -hmm. Um, So that wasn't a very um, complicated thing for us. I honestly thought it would be because my mom had endometriosis and 
Um, she really struggled getting pregnant with me. So I just kind of assumed that that would be my story. Mm -hmm. Uh, I was really thankful it wasn't. So that was, yeah, we just kind of stuck to the plan. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then how did your pregnancy go? Um, it was good. I mean, I had that first trimester, my biggest thing is nausea and exhaustion. I think I came home from work every day and slept and then woke up to eat dinner and went back to sleep and then mm-hmm. did it all over again. Yeah. But otherwise, I mean, very uneventful. And after that first trimester blew over, we were in the clear. Mm-hmm. Smooth sailing after that, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah. So what did you plan for your birth with your first? So going into my first, I was like, I want to try to do this naturally. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's like all I did was say that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I don't even think I did any preparation. I didn't have a doula. I didn't have anything. So, um, yeah, I was not prepared to go into that and have yeah. a natural birth. So that is, said than done. <laughs> yeah, that is not what ended up happening for her mm-hmm. yeah it is one of those things that you're like well so-and-so did it like I can do it too like my mom did it like I can do yeah. it but I really do think you know if without doing the research knowing what you're in for it's it's probably not gonna happen oh yeah and that's what I tell everyone like any friends or whatever they're like yeah I'm gonna try to do it natural I'm like okay well do you have a doula and they're like no and I was like have you like been listening to any birth stories or this, this, and this? And now, no, I'm like, okay, well, it's not going to happen. <laughs> you got to do that. <laughs> if you do that, then you can do it, but <laughs> you got to do something. Yeah, yeah, I know. Um, plus like just saying it and not being like, no, like this, this is the only option. Like I yeah. am doing that. If you really want it that badly, like you have mm-hmm. to go into it saying like, I'm having a natural birth. There is no, don't ask me about the epidural, nothing, you know, because once you're tempted with it, it's it's very easy. So why don't you just talk to us a little bit about how, you know, that first birth ended up going and, you know, what you like from that birth, what you didn't like and kind of what you learned from it. Man, I learned so much. Um, Mm -hmm. So I am in, I'm a nurse. So I'm in like, that arena. Um, Mm -hmm. in nursing school, I was a nurse tech, like at our women's hospital locally. And, um, so I knew several doctors already. And so I chose a doctor because I was like, this doctor is very chill. I can tend to be like high strung. So I went with her. It was an OB. Um, and you know, from the beginning, I told her, um, like I wanted a natural birth. Like I don't want an induction. Um, you know, and so on and so forth. But as we got closer to the end, starting at like 37 weeks, she was trying to schedule me for an induction. Like every time I went and saw her, cause at that point you're seeing a doctor or your midwife every week. Ooh, yeah. Um, and so I was like, well, no, this wasn't the plan. Like, do you not remember? And she really didn't. She treated me like I was a a, someone she's never met every time she saw me, mm-hmm. like just asked me the same questions. And like, we have talked about this a hundred times. Um, but so wasn't super fond of that. Um, I also, it was a unique time because Haven was born in April of 2020. So as the world was just starting to shut down from COVID and no one knew what was going on. And so 
I was terrified. I was like 40 weeks and like four days. I think when I got induced with her, cause I ended up giving in because I was terrified that like, what if my husband can't be in there with me, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I ended up just agreeing to do that. Um, really wish I didn't, but it's okay. Um, <laughs> it is what it is now, mm-hmm. but, um, went in for an induction, um, I didn't want to start off with Pitocin. So just tried to, I let them break my water was doing like I was pumping, doing nipple stimulation and trying to get contractions going, but I ended up getting Pitocin in a few hours after that. Um, I, I ended up epin or off like, um, what's what I'm looking for. Just saying, give me the epidural. Cause oh, yeah. you know, I didn't know what to do to make these contractions more bearable or mm-hmm. I had no idea. And I was honestly more scared, like more terrified, scarified. That's a good one. <laughs> um, the epidural, like I was just so anxious the whole time it was in place. Cause I just didn't like the idea of like the medicine being in my body. And mm-hmm. so she was born, she was fine. I hemorrhaged afterwards. Um, I don't really know why I lost almost like a liter of blood. So the next few days afterwards were rough. Um, like if I stood up and tried to walk around, I felt faint like all the time. Oh, wow. (laughs) So that was, I mean, I learned so much. Um, Mm -hmm. I wouldn't want to do it that way again. Mm -hmm. That's kind of the overview with her. Yeah. And I mean, I know you said like that you wish you didn't, but you did learn so much from that birth and that's the thing about you know the birds that don't go how we want them to is you know you take things from that that you liked or didn't like and you know every every birth after that you just learn a little bit more of what you want so yep so at least there's that (laughs) a little bit of a positive spin (laughs) you're totally right yeah but um yeah, that, that sounds rough and having, you know, a difficult postpartum too. It's just like, oh my gosh, that's, that's, that's tough. (laughs) So when you decided, you know, it was time to try for another, you know, what were your thoughts going into this next pregnancy? Um, honestly, I was really like looking forward to it. We, my kids are 18 months apart. So we got pregnant when Haven was nine months old. Um, she was just a very, she was a good sleeper. I think that's the biggest thing. <laughs> so we were invested in like, oh, this is, let's do this again. Um, so we, I was really excited. I was like, um, I was looking forward to a redemptive birth. Mm-hmm. Um, and I knew the things that I wanted to do to make sure, or do at least do my best to make sure that it went the way I wanted it to. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, yeah. so what were you doing this time to prepare yourself? A lot of things. Um, so around this time too, my husband had to have like neck pain for years and years. And at this point he was taking like a leave every day, maybe like twice a day. And they had like the doctor recommended, like muscle relaxers. I was like, I just really don't want to go this route. And so we looked into chiropractic care and we are actually, we go to Gate City Health. I know Laura was on the podcast not too long ago, but Mm -hmm. we see Dr. Preston and Dr. Kevin there. Um, So we love them. And that's kind of, Laura was a big way that I got connected to um, 
a lot of like you guys, I'm pretty sure I heard her birth story from you mm-hmm. guys started listening to y'all. But um, so he, my husband went to the chiropractor for his neck and I started chiropractic care for like pregnancy because I was a few weeks pregnant at that point. Um, so chiropractic care um, was a huge thing. I think that helped so much. I went ahead and hired a doula. Um, and then I was listening to birth stories. I was YouTube and how to breathe through contractions and follow pain-free birth on, um, Instagram. I I never like paid for a course or anything, but there's just so many free resources Mm -hmm. that you can get your hands on that are just super helpful. Yeah. I've heard a lot about that. I didn't look into that when I was pregnant, but now I, I hear so many people talking about it. Yeah. So can you talk a little bit about like how chiropractic care helped you in pregnancy? Because I hear so many people, you know, just raving about it. And I myself never did it. <laughs> I don't know why. Maybe I just didn't hear enough about it at that time. But I w- I'd love to hear like how that how you think that like benefited your pregnancy. Yeah. So it definitely helped with you know, the aches and pains that come along with pregnancy, but they also do like a few adjustments that they wouldn't do on just like a normal person. Like they literally adjust like your hips and your, um, pelvic bone just to make sure everything is in alignment Mm -hmm. for this baby to come out smoothly. And then when your body's in alignment, your baby can probably get in a better position too, but your your spine just moves so much while you're pregnant. And so just trying your best to make sure that everything is in alignment, I think just makes it very smooth. Yeah. That makes so much sense. I mean, yeah. How many babies aren't in the ideal position and then that actually leads to, you know, needing interventions and um, especially if it's like your first baby. So yeah, that makes so much sense. Um, so how were you feeling as you approached your due date? And I mean, obviously you chose a different doctor this time, I'm assuming. Yes, I did. Okay. (laughs) Um, I went with a midwife this time, um, Mm -hmm. that my best friend is actually a labor and delivery nurse. And so she, um, had a midwife that who, that she worked with and she loved her, um, and for lack of a better term, she's more like on the crunchy side. And I mean mm-hmm. that no bad way. Like I say I'm a little bit more on the crunchy side, mm-hmm. but um, so she's just very naturalistic and it's just a, a huge advocate for her patients. Yeah. And mm-hmm. how was the care different from your OB to your midwife? Oh my goodness. It was so different. Mm-hmm. She was more like a friend, honestly. Um she had this like pamphlet that you fill out when you first go there. And it's very easy to understand. It had like pictures to help explain everything, but like from, you know, how do you want your care? Do you want cervical checks? Like all those little, you know, do you want to clamp the cord? Do you want to, you know, let the placenta stay until the cord's done pulsing? Like just all these things that you preferenced and you would circle that. And I, I swear, I think she studied it every, like before she came and saw me every time, because she knew exactly what I did and didn't want in every conversation. Um, And I really appreciated that. Yeah. It just makes you feel like 
you mean something and that you actually have a relationship with them and you're not just another, you know, patient. Yeah. Yeah. That's so cool. So yeah. How were you feeling as you approached your due date this time around? Um, I was feeling excited. Honestly, I feel like postpartum is really hard for me. So I almost dreaded that more than I did the birth. Like I was actually very much looking forward to giving birth and very much dreading the postpartum. But I mean, physically wise, like I was doing great. I was doing so good this pregnancy. That's awesome. So did you, you know, do any natural remedies to get labor started? Or were you just like, no, this baby's going to come on their own? Um, The only thing I did was start drinking um, like the herbal tea Mm -hmm. um, at like the 37 week mark. I did that. I think that's it. I don't think I did anything else. Yeah, Yeah. I definitely was a big drinker of the red raspberry leaf tea. Yeah, that's it. (laughs) Yeah. So when did, you know, contractions first start and how did you know, you know, it was time to contact your midwife? Well, I, my story is one of prodromal labor. So when mm-hmm. I first started having regular contractions, at this point, I was working weekend nights on a mother baby unit um, in Greensboro. And so at 11 o'clock at night on my shift, um, I started feeling nauseous and sick to my stomach. And like I was already having Bryson Hicks contractions. So I went in like just sat on the toilet and was like trying to not throw up and I lost my mucus plug then. And then, um, I was continuing to have contractions. They felt just like Braxton Hicks contractions, except they were regular. And, um, I was feeling like a lightning crotch type of sensation with them, which was new. And so I told my charge nurse, I was like, I need, I need to go home because if this is like the start of labor, I don't want to be up all night long because, that is, I mean, that'll definitely throw my plan off for sure. I'll be exhausted. Mm -hmm. And so, um, the downside of working on a mother baby unit is that she made me go to like the maternity admissions unit downstairs and like be checked out before she would let me go home. So I was like, whatever, if it means that you're going to let me go home, I'll go do it. So I went down there and they checked me. I was a one centimeter, 60% or 70% effaced. And they were like, you know, we can admit you if you want to. I was like, no, like I want to, I want to labor at home. I want to go home. And so they let me go home. Um, and I went home, I went to sleep. I was able to sleep through them. But when I woke up at like six that morning, they were still going, um, and like kind of just the same way, like period, like cramps with the tightening of the belly that felt like Braxton Hicks. And so I just kind of hung out with my husband and they stopped around noon that day. Um, and then slept great that night, but then Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday night, I was up all like almost every single hour with prodromal labor. Mm, Um, yeah, so it was tiring, but I mean, my body did a lot of the work before I even felt like I was in labor, which was Mm -hmm. nice. Yeah. (laughs) Well, can can you imagine if you actually did stay at the hospital, like what they, you probably would have, they would have probably pressured you to, to get, you know, something. Oh yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. They would have either 
I guess it depends on if, because I didn't get another cervical check until Thursday at my regular like midwife's appointment. Um, but yeah, I mean, definitely if I was, if I was progressing, but just progressing very slowly, mm-hmm. they would have absolutely been like, we need to break your water or you need right. to or something like that. Mm-hmm. If I wasn't having any cervical change, I'm hopeful they would have sent me home, but you never know. <laughs> right. <laughs> Depends on how eager that doctor is. Yeah. So when you went to your midwife and she checked you, like how far along were you at that point? Yeah. So um, she knew that I didn't want me to check, but I asked her to, cause I was like, I need to know that I'm not up all night for no reason. <laughs> right. <laughs> cause honestly, I felt like I had a kidney stone during the night. Like there would just be times like contractions with like C's in my back, like over my like flank. And oh I was like, gosh. I think I have a kidney stone. Oh like, my gosh. It was, it was strange. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was like, I need to know that these aren't for any, like aren't for nothing. So she checked me and I was four centimeters and like mm-hmm. 80% effaced on Thursday. Mm-hmm. And I was pumped. I was like, I can, <laughs> I can freaking do this because when I got an epidural with Haven, I was three centimeters. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so I was like, Oh, I got this. I can yeah. do this. Yeah, I was really. so excited. <laughs> so like, I mean, having prodromal labor sounds so tough and thinking every time, like it's, this is it. This is it. And it not being it. How did you know when you finally did go into labor? Like, okay, no, this really is it. Yeah. Um, so I think the way I like kept from getting disappointed is I just assumed it wasn't right. This is nothing, you know? (laughs) Um, and so when I woke up and started moving and they went away, I wasn't like super disappointed. Um, but Friday morning when I woke up, the contractions didn't stop. They were just like they had been all night long. Like I was, I was able, you know, during the nights I'd be able to sleep in between, but, and then like once an hour to have a really bad one that like, like that bad back pain that would wake me up. But on Friday morning, they didn't stop. Um, and they were like two to three minutes apart, just the period, like cramping with the tightening, um, but I realized that they were a little bit more intense. Like the period cramping feeling was a little bit more intense and to the point that I was getting like frustrated with my daughter when she was wanting to play. And I'm like, I need to like kind of focus on this Mm -hmm. a little bit. Um, And I think that's when I knew, okay, like, I think, I think this is it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, so when did you eventually, you know, leave for the hospital and and contact your midwife and everything? Um, So Friday or Thursday night, I also started having like some watery discharge. And so I presume my waters was probably leaking. Um, and so I'd already made an appointment for, um, Friday to see my midwife to see if that was like my amniotic fluid or not. Mm-hmm. So, um, that appointment was at 11. So my mom came over that morning, probably around like eight or nine to watch my daughter. And she, at that point, I was like, I don't think I can drive. So she drove me to my husband in Greensboro and he drove me to my midwife's appointment. Um, and she tested and sure enough, like my, my amniotic fluid was leaking. Um, and I just told her to go ahead and check me again. And I was five centimeters and like 
she said that she's like, I know you don't want me to stretch you, but you're five centimeters. Like easily I could stretch you to seven, but I'm not going to do it. And she was like, if you want to go ahead and go to the hospital, you can. Mm -hmm. Um, so we went and got some Chick-fil-A and then we went to the hospital. Oh yeah. And then how did things go from there? Um, very smooth. So we got there. Um, my doula got there like maybe five minutes after us. And then my mom showed up and then my best friend, Carmen worked at this hospital. So she actually got to come in because they were kind of slammed that day. So they could use her help. So they let her come in and she was able to be my nurse, which is really cool. Oh, that's so nice. Yeah. Um, so once we got there, um, my doula asked her if I could do the mile circuit. And so she helped me like into those positions and hands and knees had been like my go-to for the past three nights with the prodromal labor. That was the only thing that like let up my back pain. Mm-hmm. So that first move of the mile circuit, I was like, I don't even, I can't even tell I'm having contractions. Like this is just nice. It's so relaxing. And so we went through that and then she, what I really am grateful for her about is that like, she just coached me on like what positions, how to stand. And she was the one who, you know, was like, okay, it's probably time you need to go sit on the toilet and pee because otherwise I probably would have never done it because the toilet was awful. Oh yeah. (laughs) Place I'm like, oh, these really don't feel good on the toilet. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, Mm -hmm. I think. I wasn't convinced that he was coming anytime soon because I was like, this is just too easy. Like it just feels like period cramps. And yes, like I sit here and I breathe and I sway through them, but that's really all they are. Just like intense period cramps. Mm-hmm. It's like, this like can't be it, but yeah, I know that's, that's the thing. Like you want to enjoy it and be like, Oh, this is so great. But then in the back of my mind, you're like, wait a second. I feel like this should be getting more intense. Yeah. <laughs> so how long were you at the hospital before you realized like, okay, now, now things are starting to happen. I think, well, it went from like zero to a hundred very quickly mm-hmm. for me. So, um, she, it was one time she told me to go pee. And so I went and sat on the toilet and she like, that was the one place that she had to coach me to like relax. Cause she could see me, my body tense up. And so she was like, I think we need to linger here a little bit, like try to do two or three more contractions on the toilet. And I was like, fine. Like I trust you, but this sucks. Yeah. Um, and so I did it. And then I was like, okay, I've been like doing a lot of standing moves. So I'm going to go and like lean over the headboard just so I'm, I'm more like sitting down and relaxing for a little bit. And I tell you what, as soon as I leaned over that headboard, I started having the urge to push and the contractions got a lot stronger. Mm -hmm. And I mean, after that, I was in that position for maybe 15, 20 minutes and he was born. Oh, wow. Yeah. And did they check you one more time or did they just let you do your thing? No, Carmen, my friend asked me, asked to check me. And I said, no, thank you. Because I can feel that this, I mean, there's no need for you to check me. <laughs> right. <laughs> like I have to push. <laughs> yeah. Like, cause in my, um, midwife, she was still in, in her office seeing patients and, um, 
because that was like the point that I started vocalizing with with each contraction. I had like this low moan that was, I'm a quiet person. It was very involuntary. Like I just, I couldn't not. And my doula looked at Carmen. I was like, I, um, I, I think she needs to get here like very soon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's always when you start making those, those noises. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and I mean, I had done enough research that I knew that that, what I was feeling was probably like the beginning of that fetal ejection reflex and just my body was doing its thing, but that's when it got real. It's like, okay, my body is doing something that I have no control over. Mm -hmm. And honestly, that's like kind of when fear crept in for me, I'd be totally fine. But then I was like, oh man, I've been in denial this whole time. This baby's out to come out of me. Like I'm about at the most intense part. Right. It was scary. Yeah, no, I can, I can see that. I've never had that feeling, but it sounds like just wild and intense. Yeah. (laughs) So how long until he was born? Like how many, how long did it take you to, you know, until he came out? Probably like 20 minutes. I think I did like a few, man, this is like when time really got blurry. Yeah. (laughs) But, um, (laughs) I think all I got in that position and all this started around four. And I think he was born around like four twenty or something wow. like that or 14. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so I was doing the low moon and at this point, my water hadn't broken yet. So my water was leaking, but when she tested my water, she was like, you still have like a huge four bag in place, which I honestly think is why my contractions were so manageable for so Mm -hmm. long. Um, and so I was in this position, I was like kind of involuntarily like bearing down with each contraction and then something popped out of me and I was, I still had like underwear on at this point because two minutes ago, nothing was happening. Mm -hmm. And, um, I was like, somebody needs to get these underwear off me because (laughs) my, my bag of waters is either between my legs or my baby's head is between my legs. <laughs> and I had birthed my four bag and it was like completely intact for 30 seconds. It was. Super oh, wow. Cool. Yeah. So weird. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and then my doula, she was like back there snapping pictures. She's like, I've never seen this before. <laughs> that is wild. But, um, so yeah, I birthed my four bag about 30 seconds later, it busted. And then with each contraction, I was like hardcore bearing down. Um, Mm -hmm. and so I don't really know how many pushes it was. Um, but eventually like Carmen could see the baby's head coming out. And so she stuck her head out into the hallway and was like, whatever midwife is out here, I need to get like in the room right now because my midwife still wasn't there. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And so she was on her way, but Luckily, it was another like supernaturalistic great midwife who ended up popping in. Um, and so she's the one who delivered Miles. And I I pushed and I felt his head come out. I did I didn't even like feel the ring of fire or anything like that. I just felt his head come out. And then they I wasn't having a contraction, so I wasn't actually like actively pushing. And I heard the midwife say, like, she needs to push. And I, <laughs> I said, yeah. I, can't. I like yelled really loud. <laughs> and 
and Carmen was like, Paige, like you really need to push. And I trust Carmen. So like I gave just the teeniest of push and he like came out. But what I didn't know was he had like a mild shoulder dystocia. It's like his head and even part of his shoulders was out, but otherwise he was stuck. Uh So I luckily it wasn't a huge deal. I gave a little extra push and he came out. Um, oh, wow. That, I mean, that sounds like the best case scenario there. Cause it could have been a lot tougher, you know, to get yeah. him out. Yeah. And luckily I was already in like the hands and knees position, which is a good one for a, sho- a shoulder dystocia. Mm-hmm. So it kind of worked out well in that right. sense. Yeah. But, wow. So how did you feel immediately after, you know, knowing like, wow, I just did that. And it wasn't, it wasn't as, you know, tough as I assumed it would be. Oh yeah. I think my body was shaking like the adrenaline shakes for like two hours. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was just, it was really, it was really cool. It was really empowering. Um, it was just fun. Like having my husband there, I could just tell he was so proud, mm-hmm. which was just really special. Um, but yeah. And it having was- all those people there with you, like to see that that's so cool. Yeah. So what was your recovery like this time around? Um, a lot easier. Yeah. <laughs> so no hemorrhage. So that was nice. That's a plus. Um, <laughs> and with Haven, we had a lot of breastfeeding issues. Miles just was a natural. It went um, a lot smoother. Um, yeah. I mean, it was, I think overall, it was, the theme is it was just a lot smoother. Mm-hmm. The recovery process for sure. Yeah, that sounds, you know, like pretty ideal scenario and situation there. Would you do anything differently if you were to have another? Hmm. I don't know. I we toy with the idea of a home birth, but I honestly I, I feel like I might be more comfortable in the hospital. Yeah, I've heard that a lot. And it's like, you just have to go with where, what's most comfortable, you know, yeah. if it, like why, why mess with something if it's already working for you? <laughs> yeah. The thing with, you know, a home or the thing I hate giving up about having like a hospital birth or like not having a home birth, I guess, is I would love the opportunity, like for my daughter to be in there. Right. Yeah. Like a birth. Um, mm-hmm. So that would be like my biggest push to do a home birth. But at the same time, my husband definitely feels more comfortable in the hospital and he Mm -hmm. is like my rock. So if he was uneasy, I think I would have a really hard time being relaxed. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. So do you have any advice for moms considering a med-free birth? Yeah, I mean, get yourself a doula. Mm -hmm. That's like my biggest piece. Uh, I love her. (laughs) Oh. I love my doula, but I love just what they do and what they offer. Um, Mm -hmm. It's just an extra person who is super experienced. And most of the time they're really experienced in a natural birth, which, you know, if you are birthing in a hospital, even sometimes, even the midwives are very medicalized because, you know, they, they train and they work with OBs and there's certain policies and things that they have to abide by. And so you just have to, you have to have your right team that needs to include a doula. You need to find a midwife who um, really aligns with you and will advocate for you. Um, 
Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, I think those are my biggest things. And then listen to all the birth content you can absorb all the free stuff that you can um, watch YouTube videos on how to breathe, things like that. But I think yeah. all of it was, all of that was just invaluable for me. Yeah, definitely. That's great advice. So how can our listeners get in touch with you? Um, well, you can find me on Instagram and um, my handle is page P-A-I-G-E-E because, you know, you've got to find one that's available. Yeah. <laughs> so P-A-I-G-E-E and then underscore Lester um, is my Instagram. And then you can DM me from there. And um, yeah, and I'm willing to tell anyone I, I love our story um, and I love natural birth. So I'm willing to talk to anybody. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on and sharing your stories. Thank you for having me. Yeah, it was awesome. Thank you so much for listening. And if you are enjoying the podcast, don't forget to give a rating and review wherever you're listening and follow along on Instagram at Birth Naturally. Thanks. They say giving birth is equivalent to running a marathon, but what about being pregnant and building a company from scratch while taking over the multivitamin aisle? That is the story of Ritual's founder, Kat Schneider, who started Ritual because she couldn't find a prenatal she could trust. Ritual has been great. I have been taking it for a month now, and... I am so impressed. I mean, I've talked about the fact that they taste great, which is huge because we all know how a lot of multivitamins taste and it's not that great. So that is a big plus. But they also have these amazing vitamins that support your baby's development before and during pregnancy. They use high quality ingredients with nature identical choline and clinically studied folate to support baby's neural tube development before and during pregnancy. They're also vegan, and they use sustainably sourced omega-3 DHA to support baby's brain development uh, during pregnancy as well. Why settle for a multivitamin you're not 100% sure about? Ritual was literally built on trust, so you know it is the real deal. Ritual has an amazing Black Friday deal going on right now so you can save big 40% off from November 13th until the 28th. 40% off your first month and discount applied at checkout. No code needed. Just go to ritual.com slash birth naturally.